0: presence of God is strong in this place this morning. I believe he wants to do something in your heart today. I believe he wants to speak to you today and I just want to talk to you this morning. I want to speak and I want to talk to you about waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. You know, I think that's something that we don't do very well in our culture is waiting. I can't think of many people that just love sitting in waiting rooms. I can't think of a lot of people that just love waiting. And our, really our, our culture and society today is in a rush. You know, I, I was saying in the first service that uh, I go to put a, a, a bottle of milk in the microwave for my daughter, Georgia, and it, I've got to wait 50 seconds for it to heat up. And it feels like an eternity of time. And I'm like, 50 seconds, what do I do? Have I got time to go to the bathroom? Have I got time to go and make something to eat? You know, I've got 50 seconds to fill in. Why can't it just be instant? <laughs> and that's just milk. And that's 50 seconds. It's nothing. It's no time at all whatsoever. But isn't it funny how we don't like waiting? And I think for us that we really lose the power of solitude, the power of meditating, The power of spending time in the secret place with God because oftentimes we're in a rush. We're ready to get to the next thing. We've got another appointment to get to. We've got a notification on our phone. We love the noise of our emails and our tasks and the things that we need to do and the news and and Netflix. And we love the noise of things all around us. But what it can be sometimes is it's like having all these tabs open in your mind and not actually fully committing to actually just spending some time with the Lord. Just spending some time alone with Him. Waiting on the Lord. It's powerful. I love what it says in Psalm 27 verse 14. It says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You know, Scripture oftentimes talks about the secret place. It's the place where we shut out all of the distractions, where we turn that off, where we turn the noise of the world off and we just sit and we spend time and we wait. We spend time with God. We allow Him to speak to us. We allow His Word to bring revelation, ream a word, a now word into our spirit. We allow Him to be able to guide our thoughts, refresh our thoughts. We allow Him to be able to transform our minds. We allow Him to be able to speak to us from His Word, His promises that would encourage us and give us strength again for new days. Waiting on the Lord. It seems to be a dying art in this world because we want somebody to bring the word of the Lord to us. We want a podcast to be able to fill that void. We want somebody to be able to just write a great article and they've summarize what God's spoken to them. And all of those things are fantastic. But there is nothing like getting the food for yourself. There's nothing like getting that meal from God yourself. I love Jesus at one time when he was at that well, that when he was with the woman at the well, And the the disciples came and they said, oh, you haven't had anything to eat. We've had something to eat, but you haven't had anything to eat. He said, I have food that you don't know about. And it's interesting with Jesus that so many miracles followed Jesus. So many crowds of people were around him, thronging around him, and miracles would take place one after the other. But Jesus would then spend time in going out alone, just between him and the Father, and allowing himself to be refreshed again allowing his spirit to be strengthened, even in the midst of all that he was giving out, just a posture of being able to receive. And I'm not sure whether we're very good at just receiving in our culture, in our faith. We love the doing part of our faith. We love the serving part of our faith. But may I suggest just in the waiting, that's also serving. In the position to receive, in the position to sit, And allow the Holy Spirit to speak and to minister to you, God's in those moments. God's in the resting. God's in the moments of refueling you, helping you to be able to see again with clearer perspective, filling you with new power. Before we stress, before we worry, before we come up with our own solutions, imagine if we just waited on the Lord and said, God, what are you saying? Can you, just, can you just speak to me, God? Can you give me some clarity on these things? Can you give me some answers on how to solve this problem, this relational dynamic that's going on? God, I pray for you to fix it. And just wait on Him to be able to do that. Amazing how things could shift and could, things could change. How we'd be taking steps and walking into supernatural favor as we've prayed and waited on the Lord that He set things up for our advantage. The Holy Spirit is an X factor for our lives. We've talked about it. It's not just our gifts and abilities that we've been given. It's the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. He's in us and He's through us. He's working in our life. What did they do in the upper room? They waited. What happened when they waited? The power of the Holy Spirit came. Just in the waiting. There's 120 in that upper room going, God, what are you doing next? What's happening? And in that waiting, can the power of God? Imagine in your life, what could be achieved if you just spent less time worrying, rushing, trying to solve it yourself, and more time sitting in that secret place and waiting, and waiting for God to move. See, that waiting is is actually an expectation. It's actually saying, God, I expect you to move. I expect you to move this mountain. I expect you to move this problem. I expect you to bring transformation. That's the kind of waiting that it is. You know, in cricket, when they're playing cricket and the batters are playing cricket and, and they, they hit that ball and they, they, they hit it through what they think is possibly a gap, but there is fielders that are there all around, then what they're doing is they're waiting to see whether the ball goes through so they can take a run or not. And what usually happens in that moment is uh, that, that the batter will go, wait on! And they'll yell to the other runner. If there's Steve Smith, it'll be even more enthusiastic than that because he's so wild with his hand movements and he's yelling. It'll be like he'd be lifting up his back going, wait on! And he'll just say, wait on. And it's an expectation. We're getting ready to possibly run, we're getting ready to move. And that's what waiting is. When we wait on the Lord, we are in a, in a spirit of expectation. God, I'm waiting for you to move today. I get up, I pray, I seek God, I seek His Word, I'm meditating on it, and I'm in a position when the opportunity arises to move. I'm not waiting back, I'm not sitting back, I'm stepping forward. I'm in a position where I'm pressing into what God has and I'm waiting. God, what do you want to do? What do you want to speak? What do you want to do today? Wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40 verse 28 is our key text today. 28 to 31, Isaiah 40 says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. Now that is encouraging because... I don't know about you, but I become weary and tired at times. But to know that I have a God with unlimited supply of power, that He's always attentive to my need. He's never flat. I never pray to Him and He's like, Oh, sorry, it's a bit cloudy outside, a bit rainy, and I'm flat today. So I'm going to take a while to get back to you. I'm just having a coffee to wake up. God is always fresh. He's never flat. He's always ready to speak. His understanding is unsearchable, it says. He gives strength to the weary. And to the one who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. I love the descriptions given here of somebody that has waited on the Lord. This new strength that comes, this power to be able to soar, to run, to walk. It's incredible. But it actually all starts with the waiting. It's in the waiting that we get that new strength. I want to talk to you about the words here that are used in the Hebrew wait and the words new strength, because I think they're really important for us to understand. It says here, The word rendered wait in the Hebrew means properly to wait, in the sense of expecting. The phrase to wait on Yahweh means to wait for His help. That is to trust in Him, to put our hope or confidence in Him. It is applicable to those who are in circumstances of danger or want, and who looked to him for his merciful interposition. Here, it properly refers to those who were suffering a long and grievous captivity in Babylon and who had no prospect of deliverance but in him. That's what was taking place in this passage. But it says this phrase is applicable also to all who feel that they are weak, feeble, guilty, and helpless, and who in view of this Put their trust in Yahweh. How powerful is that? And it's not just a waiting in the sense of waiting for God, but it goes on to talk about this. It says, it does not imply inactivity or want of personal exertion. It implies merely that our hope of aid and salvation is in Him. That's what it means. It means that we are waiting with expectation for His power to move. That's the kind of waiting that we can expect. That's the kind of power that we can expect to be injected as we wait for Him. It goes on to explain, it's kind of like a farmer that sows seed and then waters that seed and then harvests that seed. If they just said to themselves, no, I'm just going to wait, but they never planted the seed. They never watered the seed and they never harvested the seed, then they would not be doing what they were meant to do. It's actually doing all the natural parts that you're able to and then waiting on God for the increase. Waiting on God for the harvest to come that you can't produce on your own. You've done all the natural efforts that you can, but as you're waiting, you're expecting his supernatural hand on your business, on your family, on your health on every area that you're believing for him to move on your behalf as you wait for God he's giving new strength see we don't like waiting we think about a waiting room as punishment and what happens when we're in a waiting room we are usually frustrated we're frustrated because of the time we feel like we could have been doing something else Unfortunately, sometimes we take that into our time with God where we are so busy taking notifications for this and for that and so busy thinking about all these other things that we don't just lay that aside and allow God to speak to us in those moments. Frustration can take place, distraction can take place where we are focused on all the other things except for God. Isolation can take place in a waiting room where we feel like, I'm isolated. I I just want to be with everyone else. And, And I love to be with everybody else. I love corporate church on a Sunday. I love the gathering together of God's family. But there's something so powerful about being alone with God. That's why the church can gather, scatter, gather, scatter. And the church can still build and move forward and be strong. Because we all connect with Jesus for ourselves. And He brings new power. It talks about new strength here in the Hebrew word, uh, for new strength commonly means to change, to alter, and then to revive, to renew, to cause, to flourish again. The phrase renew their strength means change strength. As one might change into fresh clothes or exchange an old thing for a new So it's not a top-up of the strength that you have. When it's talking about new strength, it's talking about taking off the old and receiving the new. Taking off the burdens and the weights of the old, taking them off and receiving the new power, new strength, new enabling, new equipping of the Holy Spirit. How incredible is that? New strength. So when we wait on the Lord, we're not just getting old revelation. We're getting today's new revelation, new strength, the new word of God, new wisdom for today, new healing where our bodies need it right now. We're getting the new as we build ourselves up in the holy faith, as we speak in tongues, as we spend time with the Holy Spirit, allow him to speak and minister to us. New strength, not a little top up of the old. You didn't get a little bit more fuel. The old dirty stuff was taken out. And the new, fresh power was given when we wait on the Lord. Three things waiting on God produces in our lives. The first thing is this, perspective. It says, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain you strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Strength, to be able to see clearly. Perspective, to be able to understand that sometimes we see things from a natural point of view. But when we spend time with God and we allow, we wait on the Lord, we allow the Holy Spirit to help us see from a completely different perspective. Just last week, we went to the Gold Coast for our national ACC conference, and it was the first time that I had been in a plane for a long time, and it was incredible to be able to get that perspective again, to be able to look out the window and see how small everything looked. To be able to get up higher enough and be able to see from a different perspective. And it reminded me again that God has called each and every one of us to have an eagle eye perspective. To soar. To be able to see above the problems. To be able to see above that. You know an eagle, when they encounter a storm, what they do is they go and hide themselves up on the cliff of a rock And they see that storm coming and they wait for it to approach. And then as it gets closer, that eagle goes down and it goes directly towards the storm. And it soars towards that storm. And what happens as it gets closer is the the updraft of the wind near that storm actually lifts that eagle higher above the storm it has the full effects of the storm it feels the the effects of the storm as it goes towards it but yet it allows that storm to elevate it higher and to see above it and it kind of reminds me of what the holy spirit does for us the wind and the power of the holy spirit that lifts us above to see more clearly they shall mount up with wings like eagles And the power of God, which helps us to be able to soar, to see things clearly as we wait on the Lord. Indeed, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed, it says in Psalm 25. No one who waits will be ashamed. See, the problem is sometimes instead of having eagle eyes, we have weary eyes. We can find ourselves looking at things, looking at the same problems and not finding solutions anymore. Not feeling fresh, but feeling weary and tired. And what happens when we have weary eyes? We make dangerous decisions. When we've got weary eyes and not clear vision and not clear revelation from God, we can find ourselves in chaos. We can lead ourselves to trouble. Weary eyes are dangerous eyes. And I want to encourage you this morning to, to wait on God and allow His Spirit to refresh you again. You don't need somebody standing there with a microphone yelling at you. You don't need somebody there telling you their revelation of what's happened. You know what you need? Is a revelation from God yourself. And there is something so powerful about just going direct with God. How He just gives new perspective again. New sight to be able to see again. It's powerful. You know, eagles they start to molt and their, their feathers, they actually start to, to fall away. And as they're flying and as they're soaring, their new feathers start to come through. And it changes the complete look of the eagle, although it can go from looking so old and so weary to being so new and so young. It's like the youth of the eagle is renewed. And I think it's that, that's what God does as we wait on Him. Some of those old burdens, they just drop off. Some of those old ways of thinking just drop off. As we spend time in His presence... His word renews our mind. It, bring, it begins to bring transformation. And as we just wait, it's incredible what God does: perspective to see from a higher place. The second thing this morning is this is power. It says they will mount up with wings like eagle. They will run and not get tired. Have you noticed whenever you run, there's a purposefulness to your running. You're either running because you're late to get to somewhere? You're running because you're in a hurry to be able to get to your next appointment or what you need to do. You're running because you want to get fit. And so you're purposeful about it. I've just got to do this running. I've got to get through it. Running always has a purpose attached to it. And I think for all of us, we are running. We're running the race that God has for us. We're living out the calling and the purpose God has for our lives. But we can become weary when we start doing it in our own strength. Because we are coming up with our own solutions and ideas and ways to do things and our own strategies and our own plans. And they're all good things, but there is power in actually saying, you know what, I want some super on this natural. I want the power of God to come into this situation. It's a bit like the disciples in that upper room. They could have went through program after program after program, done what they usually do in church. We'll do three songs. Now we're going to go through and Paul's going to get up. Or this person, not Paul, but one of the disciples, Peter, will get up and he's going to do the MC time and someone's going to come up and and preach. They could have gone through their whole normal system. But you know what they decided to do? Is just wait. Wait on the Lord. Just get in that upper room and say, you know what? I don't actually know what's going to happen. It's great for us. We read the New Testament, we're like, oh, that was cool. How long were they waiting? What were they thinking while they were waiting? Were they thinking they were wasting time? Were they thinking that this was, was silly? Maybe they did. But it didn't stop them just waiting. And as they waited, the power came. And I wonder whether some of us are living our Christian experience from a natural level instead of a supernatural level. Where we're going about things on our own, but we haven't turned the PowerPoint on. We haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to come into the situation and just bring His power. (sighs) Just come into the room. And it just changes and alters things. We haven't allowed Him to to say, God, can you answer this? It's too hard for me. God, I pray, I, I wait on you and I'm asking you to move. We haven't allowed that and so we miss out on what god wants to do it's kind of a, there's a big difference between riding a, a push bike and riding a motorbike in a push bike you're on those pedals you got beads of sweat dripping down your faces. you're pedaling along you got the hills which you're going up and you're working your hardest you're puffed and then you got the little downhills that you got for a little while and then you've got another hill you've got to get up to again. And you're just in your own strength. There's a certain amount of effort that you've got to, to be able to get anywhere. And there's only a certain distance you can really get on your own. So much different to a motorbike. You're in the same position. You're seated on a pushbike and you're seated on a motorbike. But on a motorbike, you just turn that key on. And it just purrs. And you have that power that's there to be able to guide you to where you need to go. No longer those hills are a burden; those hills are something to enjoy. No longer are those curves in the road or anything like that uh, something that's going to just be something that you're like, oh, can I just get there yet? I'm just puffed. They're now something you can lean into. And it's kind of what the power of the Holy Spirit does in our lives. When we allow new power, new strength, as it talks about in this passage, when we allow new strength to come into our lives as we wait on God, there's power to be able to propel you forward. You can do so much in your own strength, but there's nothing like the strength and the power of God just to be able to push you into your destiny. New strength, new power. The Lord God is my strength, it says in Habakkuk. And He has made my feet like deer's feet and has made me walk on high places. The power of the Holy Spirit. I love this, it says in Psalm 37:7: Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Him to act. There's a word of God for someone this morning, but I don't know how it's going to happen. But I'm stressed. But I'm worried. But I've got to work out the solution. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait for Him to act. Wait for Him to act. That's an expectant kind of waiting. I'm waiting for something to happen. I'm believing for something to happen. And finally, this morning, the third. Final thing is perseverance. It says they will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired, they will walk and not become weary. Sometimes it's just the strength to take the next step. It can feel foggy all around you, it can be so difficult like you've you got nothing left, but it's just the strength to take the next step. You know, at our ACC National Conference, we had a few thousand pastors that were there and our prime minister came and did a session and he preached for about 20 minutes and he talked about the campaign trail leading up to the election which obviously saw him elected as the prime minister and he talked about the difficulty of that and all the challenges that that he went through and and he was one day on the campaign trail between appointments and they went to the the ken duncan gallery And he talked about walking into this room and he saw this big eagle, this picture of this beautiful big eagle as he walked into the room. And he said he was reminded of this passage in Isaiah 40, that they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. And in that moment of his weakness and the frailty and things weren't going so well, he just felt the strength of God in that moment. And this is what he said he felt like God spoke to him. He said in that moment, he felt like God spoke to him that, if I want to soar, I've got to mount up and spread my wings. If I want to run and not grow weary, I've got to run. If I want to walk and not faint, then I need to walk. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us that if we want to soar, if we want to run, we want to walk into all that God has for us Then we've, and believe for His power, then we've got to start to get those steps going. We've got to take the next step. We've got to trust God in the next moment and say, God, I don't understand, but I'm going, to, I'm going to spread my wings and allow you your power to help me to soar. God, I'm going to run and I'm just going to believe that in that running of purpose that you will bring about your destiny. I'm going to walk and take the next step and believe that I won't faint. Perseverance. So we just wait on God just gives us the strength to persevere, the strength to keep going. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. A friend of mine says this. He says, Spiritual maturity is measured through application, not just revelation. Say that again one more time. Spiritual maturity is measured through application, not just revelation. When we start to apply it, when we start to take that step and we walk, we start to run even when we feel tired. When we put out those wings out and say, no, I'm believing that I'm going to soar. In the natural, it might not look good, so good right now, but I'm believing it's going to soar. Oh, the economy. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I can't buy a house right now. No, I'm going to soar. Oh, my business is in chaos right now. How, how am I going to get through this? No, I, I'm going to soar. The health of the world and what's going on, and the stress and the anxiety there. No, no, no. I'm going to be in good health and I'm going to soar. I'm going to run and not grow weary. I'm going to believe for God's increase. At a time where there's so many problems, hey, why don't we believe God's anointed us for answers? Why don't we believe there's a business in you? There's an idea in you? There's a spark in you? There's something in you that could bring about God's light in the middle of the darkness. What about reaching people that don't know Jesus? Isn't this a great time? Oh, no, it's the worst time. Everyone's confined. You know, everyone's keeping to themselves. No, no, no. This is an opportunity time. This is a time to reach people with the good news of the gospel. This is a time to not grow weary, but go about doing good in Jesus' name. Perspective, power, perseverance. Yet they who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow tired. They will walk and not become weary. Lord, I thank you this morning for your power. That even in the end of ourselves, Lord God, the end of our rope, we find your strength. We find your hope, Lord God, in the midst. Lord, I pray as we wait on you, that you would bring perspective again. Help us to see above the storms. Lord, I pray your power, Lord God, would propel us forward. Lord, we pray, we ask this morning for perseverance as we run. as we take one step after the other and trust you with it, God. We thank you that you are helping us to persevere in your plans and purposes for our lives. We ask this morning for new strength. Just reach out your hands this morning and receive his new strength not a top up of the old, not some of the polluted stuff. This is new strength, new strength for new days, new revelation for answers and solving problems in the today. Not last year's or 10 years ago's revelation, but today's revelation. God, we open ourselves up to new strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like they waited in that upper room, Lord, we wait this morning. We wait for new strength. Holy Spirit, strengthen your church. Where we're weary, Lord, replace it with strength. Where we've run. Lord God, give us strength to keep running. Lord, give us strength again to open up those wings and soar. Help us to take the next step, I pray. Minister to your people. Strengthen your people. New strength. New strength. Take off those old clothes and receive the new. New strength again in Jesus' name jesus name jesus name isaiah 30 verse 18 says therefore the lord waits to be gracious to you and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you for the lord is a god of justice blessed are those who wait for him blessed are those who wait for him in jesus name jesus name Come on, let's let the worship team just lead us for a moment. The Holy Spirit minister to you before we close.